0: Would you like to get a signed copy of my newest book, Be Guided and Be Great? If you're interested, take a moment before we get started and rate and review this podcast. And at the end of February, my birthday, February 28th, I will randomly select a reviewer to send a signed copy of my newest beautiful book, Be Guided and Be Great. I'll see you there. Welcome to another episode of the Be Guided and Be Great podcast, where being intuitive is understood and being sensitive is a good thing. I'm your host, Kate St. Clair. Welcome to episode 71, everybody. I hope you enjoyed my little gift for you yesterday. Um, that was episode 70. It was a Valentine's Day meditation. I was thinking about you. I know I have a lot of clients and students that, you know, we could all use extra love and that we can certainly use a doorway of connection and communication with the love that our creator has for us. And, you know, however, whatever word you have for that, um, some people call it God, some people call it the creator. It doesn't matter what you call it. I mean, it matters to you certainly, but in the name of that connection, I've just mm, really wanted to give you that gift of, of love and centering, um, my children over the years, often talked about, especially my daughter, you know, if she didn't have a boyfriend or if she didn't have somebody special, um, she really kind of didn't like Valentine's Day. <laughs> and so it just makes me, and I am, I'm a Pisces and I'm just a very loving type soul. So I'm in love with love. I love the connection of it. I'm motivated by love and I know it's important for me to stay in that connection of the love vibration. And I'm, I just see it in my work where there's, there's just such a need um, to get in the energy and the memory of the love that we were created in. And so I was thinking about you when I created that little meditation. And of course you can do it every day if you'd like, um, that will be there for you. Um, really I I can't imagine when I would take it down because that's just going to be there for you to download and just enjoy for as much as you would like. Okay, this episode I'm excited about, and I have a feeling it'll be a little bit long-winded. I I definitely will try to keep it concise. I will try to keep it around a half an hour, but I am so passionate about the subject. Um, Today's subject, um, it's called how to go from being a dream psychic to a day psychic. So this is a really exciting topic. There is some complexities by the end of this podcast. I mean, those of you that don't mind being a nighttime dreamer, you know, a, a dreaming intuitive, a dreaming psychic, however you consider that for yourself. Yeah. Um, I do want to try to convince you why I want to encourage you to do your intuition more during the day. So I have a lot of why's and a lot of how to's. And you know, even if you're kind of like, no, I don't mind. um, Just listen, just hear me out. Just hear me out why I think you might enjoy um, shifting that nighttime Um, you know, never getting any sleep (laughs) intuition to just more control and more, you know, inviting it to connect with you during the day. There's a lot of reasons why people become nighttime psychics, nighttime sensitives, intuitives. And I've seen over the, I don't know, 15 plus years of working with the public how um, when I would give my students and some clients tools to really tap into their gift during the day, I mean their le- their life changes. I mean they can sleep, they have more control around it. It's just a beautiful thing. So, you know, as a little note, maybe some of you know that the the most famous sleeping psychic was Edgar Casey. And if you really do study his work, which I did like 20 years ago, um he wasn't born super psychic. He he certainly wasn't born an an active medium. Um and as it goes, it was something like he was really beaten as a kid, or you know, this is this is way back in the early 1900s. And he would read the Bible like every year. And through kind of getting beat and then the prayers, he had like an experience with an angel that asked, you know, what, if I could give you something, what would it be? And he said something like, I'm, I'm trying to go off of memory like 20 years ago, but something like, I want to help humanity. And what happened was, he was able to go into a hypnotic state and channel um healing modalities for people so he was definitely a sleeping psychic in that he didn't access the information consciously he was in a hypnotic sort of sleepy state um so I just think that's an interesting thing where as far as I know, he he would do it during the day in special sessions for people. Um, so he wouldn't like go to bed and then be kind of tormented by psychic information or spirits while he tried to sleep. And, and so I am trying to differentiate between a lot of the psychics I've trained over the years. They, they get no sleep. Um, and one of the biggest reasons for that is because the, you're so damn intuitive. I, again, you can't, like, again, if you're just really born super emotional. there's nothing you can do. You can try drugs, you can try alcohol, you can try avoidance, you know, but really it will catch up with you. It catches up with you really often at the most inconvenient times. So that's the same with our intuition. Some people, again, have an intuition that's not really in their face. It's, it's, it's integrated just enough for them. They can get away with not really understanding their intuitive system. But there are some people you have to come to the table. And especially these highly dreaming intuitives. That's who I'm talking to today. Um, You know, so what can happen if you're a night psychic? Um, You know, at, at a minimum, a lot of my clients have like visitations from families. So they have loved ones on the other side, obviously depending on how much family you have and how old you get, depends on how bothered you get by family visiting you at night. And you can see there's a seduction there because that sounds kind of cool. The problem is, is that often. Our loved ones on the other side don't have a lot of intricate things to say to us. I mean, truly, I'm a medium and I do this professionally. And yes, I kind of push on them to give me something special, not just like, I thank you and I love you, you know, because I mean, that's obvious. Not always obvious, but you know. Um, so just, you know, I there's a seduction of wanting to keep doing that. But what if they can pop in during the day to say, hi, I'm here. I got your back. And you're awake, like there's a more, there's a more of a heartfelt connection there. Um, And it's more integrated into your actual life. And you don't have to wait for sleep in hopes of that visit, that connection. Um, Another thing that can happen at night to nighttime psychics is, is if you like me grew up in a haunted house, this is really where spirits can you have a lot of those ghost encounters, you know, they're talking to you, sometimes they're touching you. And depending on the situation, uh, much worse, right? When you're like I was, I grew up in a really haunted house and night times were absolute hell for me. And so the things we'll talk about today is I'm, I'm, I'm definitely like 100% a, a day psychic. And yeah, once in a while, uh, they can still access me in my dreams, but I have really good boundaries on that as an adult. So um, you or your children, you know, we want to be kind of thinking about our kids too. If the information I give you today is relevant for your children, be kind of thinking about that. You know, do they have nightmares? Do they, do they get really stressed out when they're trying to sleep? They, they might be nighttime sensitives, you know, dream sensitives um you know and a third thing that can happen is you as a, as that night psychic can get a lot of downloads of information if you're Claire cognizant is your first intuitive clair you can imagine if you're like like pushing it away all day you know i don't want downloads you know you're you may not even be conscious of it but like on some level subconsciously you're like no 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 don't tell me i don't want to know well guess what the minute you try to get some sleep and your brain starts to shift in those brain waves, that information starts to download. And some people really felt like they took notes all night. So that's not healthy for a human experience, right? Um, and fourth, you know, I could do probably, I could do an entire chapter if I was writing it on the reasons why, what can come up for different psychics at night. But the most consistent um, that most everybody experiences is that nighttime, you could be traveling into your past, present and future. So you're like, I call it timeline traveling, where you're getting all the psychic information as you're sleeping about your past, you know, and mainly then you go to your future and you're just kind of it, you, you know, so many of them wake up feeling certainly ungrounded, And just kind of like they cannot get into their body. They can't get into their life. They can't get into their day because energetically they're either way in the past or way in the future, sometimes past lives, you know, depending on sort of what, where they've become, you know, comfortable at. So though these things can sound really cool, um, they're just exhausting. And, and and again, like when I was a little kid, I I we always had haunted houses. We always lived in haunted houses. But when my mom and dad were married, we lived in a neighborhood that was a little bit newer. There was there was a very mild ghost activity. Um it was manageable in a weird way for me even when I was like 4, you know, and and this is when those sort of um spirit animals really came in. They they'd been with me since in my memory around 3, but around 4 years old these these cats would swarm the house at night. And, and again, I saw them at, at, at during the day, but they were, uh, you know, I couldn't escape them when it was dark and these cats and the way they moved and it just scared the hell out of me. So I didn't want to go to sleep because I was actually scared of the spirit animals that were actually there to protect me. But I didn't understand that at the time in my little mind. So, um, after my folks divorce around, you know, seven ish, eight ish or so, um, we moved to the west side of town. And this was a whole new level. Uh, I grew up out there already in that we grew we uh, moved across the street from my grandmother and her property was really haunted and her house was really haunted. But I didn't live live out there. So again, when I'm eight eight years old or so we did move across the street from my grandma. And this particular house had portals and vortexes and the ghosts would like grab my ankles when I'd walk it up and down the stairs. We had the scariest of entities and spirits just coming in. This house was a ranch and it had like seven doors to the outside. So I don't know what the hell was up with its construction, but nighttime was by far an absolute torment for me in that house. So you could say I, I, I was, I would get psychic information at night, but it was never good. And it was more of a defensive protective type um, system that I created. And again, when you grow up that way, sometimes we don't let that go as an adult. Um, I lived that way well into having my first child. I I remember just being absolutely terrified when we moved into another house, when I was pregnant with my son, my daughter was a toddler. I didn't quite understand protection stuff yet. So we did, we just had like this revolving door of ghosts at night. I, right when we moved into the house, I'd tuck my daughter in, to go to sleep. My husband would go to work because he worked the midnight shift and there would be literally something like running down the hall. I'd go downstairs to maybe watch Jay Leno or something and I could hear something running on the floor where my daughter was. So I was tormented and nighttimes were never um, restful or peaceful. And so that, that I want to share that with you because I have a absolute passion Um, to help you to, I'm coming from that place of being tormented at night as a psychic sensitive. And I do see so much result in my own life and in my clients and students lives where I do take their hand and I'm like, let me show you how to do this during the day. Um, and you have so much more control around it. And this is how it can change your life. And I now don't even get, I don't even think about nighttime. I'm just like, I am excited to go to bed. I sleep at night. I barely dream. I get lots of rest. And I'm going to teach you how, I'll give you a couple of steps to go from that sort of, well, we'll go, we'll go over well, the things that it can create. <laughs> so, I also just want to do a little, um, just a little note that um, because of my professional experience, because of my personal experience, there's three things I just really want to spell out. I am not a big fan of timeline jumping. Um, there's this book, I can't even think of what it's called right now, but it's it tries to teach you. I think it has like a a facility that you can go to to try to like jump into different timelines. You know, and still some of my students like stuff like that. And I get really like mama bear about it because you who you don't know where you're going to go and you don't know how, if you can get back into your body. So these are kind of non-negotiables for me. I don't like it. I don't like the thought of you leaving your body because A, you how do you know you'll find your way back? And B, while you're gone, how do you know something won't take you that energy, your body over again. How do you know something won't come in with you? I say this because I have professional experience with things coming in and then people call me, you know, oh my God, help me. Um, so I, I have a passion and I'm going to have a firmness with you about that because again, um, I have clients, I've had students that I'm not a big fan of the drug induced, um, journeys because so many times, um, I've had old, powerful souls call me absolutely frantically, completely freaking out. You know, heaven said I can help them. You know, they're calling me saying, a guy told me you can help me. What the fuck, you know? And that freaks me out too. I mean, I'm a person and I remember when scary things were part of my landscape too. So it's scary. And, you know, the timeline jumping is just not it's not great, and you don't need to do it. You're right here right now. The drug induced sort of journeys, again, kind of finishing that story, where you, you know, they, this beautiful, powerful old soul would go to a ceremony, and something really dark would happen. And the person hosting it, it like, this was way out of their pay grade. They're, they're they had no idea how to keep these people who would become my clients safe. And it actually pisses me off because some people are so casual about it, not knowing you might be unique because very dark things, especially like to go after old, powerful, light-filled souls. So I, I know people like to do things like that on their journey of discovering who they are. But maybe after our conversation today, just assume that you are that special, you are that powerful, that you are you are that light filled that maybe it's not the best thing to do for you to in any way, lose control of yourself or your body in such a way. Um, Because again, most people that might be guiding you on that may have absolutely no idea who the hell and what you are, and will not know what to do when something more powerful than them or you tries to um, come in on that that's what I'll say. And maybe sometime I'll do an, an entire podcast about that. Cause right now you're probably like, what are you talking about? Or Jesus Christ, that sounds really scary. Or, I know that this conversation can trigger stuff like that, but, but again, it, this, this is why it's very, um, it is intense for me because so many people have called me for help with these things. And I had a whole childhood of this. So I tend to not look away. <laughs> you know, I'm going to help you, but it's scary. It's scary for me too. It puts me at risk as well. Um, it is part of my professional landscape, so I'll do that. But, um, these are just ways that we can reduce, you know, that we can increase your safety and my safety and the safety of people. Um, if you kind of just don't get into stuff like this. And so let's see. Okay, let's get into why you would want to become a day psychic, a day intuitive. So these are just like, I'm going to give you like four reasons why. And uh, there are a million reasons why. (laughs) But the first one would be like during the day, you have a lot more control. You have more control over your intuition. You have way more control and observation over your body. Um, You have so much more control over your mind and of course your emotions And energy and spirits, depending on the quality and the type we're talking about, know that. And so some, you know, with not very wonderful intentions do wait for you to go to sleep to start messing with you. Well, again, I'm going to give you a couple of tips to make sure that you have the boundaries that there's just no bullshit when you lay your head down there's absolutely no door open energetically there is no way or reason anything lower vibration needs to even access you and i even have like a my family can't even really bother me on the other side when i'm trying to sleep unless it's a really you know important thing for me to know um so of course it's just control you have more control you you Um, The second reason would be that, you know, you're awake, you can make decisions. you can make conscious decisions on what to do with the information. So maybe you're getting guidance from a guide that your child needs to go to a doctor, you know, just to get something checked out. And if that nails you while you're sleeping and unconscious, there's nothing you can do about that in that moment. Maybe you don't even remember it when you wake up and hear it was really important um, information for you to know. Um, And you forgot it and, and, or you just can't take action on it. So it's kind of like, yeah, go ahead and let me know guidance throughout the day. Loved ones, you can visit me throughout the day. Um, you know, don't bother me necessarily, unless it's something I really need to stop and and talk to you about. Um, The third one is when you're asleep, you, you, um, you know, guidance is really about like moment by moment. It's this integrated, it can be that internal voice and it certainly can be our, an external voice of guide, our guides, um, or heaven or loved ones on the other side, you know, that kind of going into that medium energy. But it really is here when you're driving and there's construction or there's an accident, it is. It is supposed to be used in real time, so if it says go left, you turn left. You know, you you heard the guidance, you trust the guidance, and you go left. You know, then and then, on the other like when you get home, you're like, oh god, there was a car accident. I would have never made it home on time, or you know, it's supposed to be there in the moment when you're walking down the street, maybe in a new city, maybe your hometown, and there's somebody strange coming towards you, and maybe they look perfectly normal and you hear that guidance, you know, turn around and go towards people, or um, somebody who looks really scary, and you start to get scared, and you hear they're perfectly fine. And you're, oh, okay, I can calm down. They're fine. You know, they look scary. and you, Maybe you can go into their <laughs> Maybe you can give them a little mini reading as to why they look so scary. And you know, all the defenses they've put on over a lifetime, whatever, you know. So, intuition is really there to guide our conscious lives. It's not there to nail us when we're unconscious and can't do anything about it. And the fourth little, you know, why, why would we want to do this? So again, you can take care of the energies during the day. So you can get some sleep and you are in a human body. And that human body needs sleep, sleep, sleep. So to me, that's like circled and underlined is so you can get some sleep. I've seen so many intuitives over the course of my profession that are like, just completely freaked out. And they're total zombies. And there's always some weird shit happening at night, because of course there is right, you know. Um, And again, there's there are some seductive parts of why you wouldn't want to uh, you know, again, the seduction of maybe you have full on visits with your loved ones on the other side. And oh my god, that does sound lovely. And that does sound like something you'd want to strengthen, but you will see them in the blink of an eye, you know, they're they're in heaven, there's no such thing as time there, they're going to see you like in a second, you know, hopefully you're still living a long, healthy life. But um, they're they're there. And you can also ask them to, you know, to visit you or say hi, or show you support during the day, there's nothing magical about the night time other than your brain is starting to slow down and receive um, guidance because your brain is dropping down into alpha wavelength and different wavelengths. And again, you could do a quick meditation and get even more information or feel more connection from them during the day. So there's much more texture to be had during the day with anything intuitive Okay, so let's shift into the, I have about seven steps, and I know that sounds like a lot, but they're little tiny steps just because, you know, we are really taking a habit that could have been formed, really, really formed during childhood. And so we are dealing with massive patterns and behaviors and habits that does take time to start shifting into these new subtle softer ways to kind of get you going in the right direction. Okay, like these seven steps are not going to change your life overnight. They're not. They will take conscious practice and time and intention to to get you going towards that daytime psychic practice from the nighttime. There's a, again, a lot of reasons you might want to stay, but for every reason I want to encourage you to go towards the day. So let's just start with that first step. One is just to start setting that intention that you will connect throughout the day. And you're, you're telling yourself, you're setting, you're letting the guides know, you're letting your family know. If you live in a house with ghosts, you are like buckle up because we are going to have quiet time at night. And step two is, again, these are baby steps. So you're just telling your guides. (laughs) I jumped ahead (laughs) because it's so obvious. The next step, of course, is telling your guides. You're just, you're getting ready. Help me. I'm ready to receive information throughout the day. I am ready to start sleeping and knowing I'm protected, knowing I'm safe, knowing that I need to know what I need to know during the day. And my family will be safe with me getting intuition during the day. Okay. And that third step is to be prepared to be uncomfortable. Again, this so much of our intuition is habitual. And it's like anything. I mean, just think of how silly in my family, we like to do accents and we, you know, you just sound so bad. (laughs) My husband and my son do really good accents, but I I'm not very good at accents. So you sound silly, you feel silly, just as something as simple as even trying to speak differently. Or sometimes, you know, we wear the same damn shoes, even if we have like 20 pairs of shoes, because it just feels we feel like ourselves in the shoe, because the shoe is adjusted to who we are. And because of that, it's really comfortable. So we're we are just preparing to be uncomfortable, it will be. And And on some level, just keep saying a prayer, keep saying a mantra, love yourself enough to just, um, be okay with being uncomfortable because where you're going is somewhere much more loving and safe and you have so much more access and tools during that day. Okay. So you're going towards a beautiful destination, even if these new sort of little guidances towards day intuition doesn't feel great at the beginning. And number four, consider getting support for things that might come up. Um, so sometimes people shut their intuition down because they don't want to be in touch with the grief that is right upon their heart. They, they don't want to hear about the change that's coming or that they're in, you know, so that's another reason people shut down their intuition. Um, they don't want to deal with the healing from, you know, God, people live lives and there's stuff to need to be healed from. So, and then you know, another big thing why people shut down their intuition during the day is because they live in a freaking haunted house and they don't want to deal with the shit that's there. (laughs) I know some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, what would I do even if I could? I know. But that fourth step is just, hey, you know, maybe I'll get a therapist for a while to deal with my grief. Maybe I'll Uh, you know, go to an energy specialist to deal with any sort of, you know, ridiculous, constant sort of energetic patterns that keep coming up that keep me sick and ill or what have you. Maybe I'll um, talk to a shaman, you know, here in America, that's a big thing, because we have a lot of um, native energy that needs to be respected and understood. And so again, you just just consider like, Consider that there is support for you. You're not alone, and consider that you're you don't have to know everything, and you can hire people to help you with certain things that come up. Okay, and the fifth one is to grab that journal and really just set that intention during the day. Um, I think it was episode sixty-nine where I talked about making that evidential map. I'm in the process of making a journal for you for this exact you know reason to get. That number five step is to grab that journal and to just say to your guides, hey, I'm listening. Go ahead and communicate with me. Use my Claire's. Let me know what's up. You can talk to your family on the other side if you're a nighttime medium and you just be like, hey, you got messages. Talk to me throughout my day. You know, send me a song on the radio. Let me smell your perfume. You know, we have, uh, my husband's grandfather loves to put coins everywhere, which again, we don't really live in a society of a lot of coins, but boy, I know it's him. If I keep swing, seeing coins everywhere. Um, and one time just before, let's see, it was just after he'd passed, he kept putting coins everywhere. I kind of dismissed it. And then he put coins in my, um, baby's car seat. Yeah, I was definitely aware, like, I get your message, don't put coins in the baby seat. (laughs) My my baby can choke on them. So don't do that ever again. And so he would do it in different ways. But so again, we, those things are there for us. And you, you talk to them, like you talk to anybody and you you set that intention of how you're going to connect and communicate. Okay. And number six is you, you really start reflecting on how did you get guidance during the day? Who connected with you? Who's communicating with you? How did you experience it? What Claire, what guide, what family member? Okay. Are you living in a place with a ghost? Um, What does that feel like? What does that look like? Sometimes what does that smell like? What are they doing? Who do you think it is? And do you need help for that? Um, I could go down a long conversation about ghosts, but that's for another podcast. Um, depending on how intuitive you are, I do recommend if you can, as respectfully as you can helping send them on, you might need to hire somebody to do that, but you know, these are things to just consider. You have options here. Okay. And finally, you're making plans to follow through with the guidance. So again, you could get nailed at night because you're not listening to the guidance during the day. Um, even if they're like, turn left, you're like, screw that, I'll go right, <laughs> you know. And, you know, I used to, if I got any guidance, I'd do the exact opposite. And my life was just one hellacious thing after another. Because on some stupid level, I just decided I didn't know anything. And so if I had a thought to go left, I'd go right, because what the hell do I know? So that, again, there's lots of weird patterns in programming. And if we keep kind of going after the ditch because we're not following that guidance, things can come up like nighttime guidance and that doesn't even mean you remember it in the morning. So there's, you know, you've, you heard me at the beginning of the podcast, the wise. So you just, number seven, you want to make plans to follow the guidance. If during the day you got guidance, Hey, you, you know, your child needs to go get a checkup or, um, and not because anything's wrong, but, you know, maybe um, they need to get their eyes checked and they've been struggling and had headaches. So, yeah, they need some glasses maybe or just it can be little things. It could be huge things. We just we we want to just acknowledge the guidance that we're getting so that we've gotten it. Let's just say, OK, I'm going to get everything I need by 8 p.m. And you take that time, especially at 8pm, you do that check in, you use your clairvoyance to look for that guide, especially your birth guide. You listen with your clairaudience, you feel with that clairsentience, you know, and if things start to download, they come down fast, just channel them, maybe do some automatic writing, just get it out of you, get it out of your internal reality, onto paper, three-dimensional reality, and then look at it intellectually with your mind, with your brain, so you can understand. And sometimes, like I said, in episode, I think 69, um, guidance can come in through pieces. So you're like, ah, today I just keep seeing a denim shirt. I don't know what the hell that means, but like, I keep freaking thinking about a denim shirt you can make a note denim shirt. Okay, well, do I need to buy a denim shirt? Am I excited about spring and gardening? Oh, shit, my grandpa wore denim shirts. Is this a message? You know, so you just get it out of you onto paper onto that three dimensional It makes it more real makes it more okay, you get it. And then with time, as you start to write it down and get it out of you and off of you onto paper, sometimes then things make sense. And with time, guidance can make sense in the moment, but sometimes, especially at the beginning, especially shifting into a new way of getting guidance, um, it can be little bits and pieces. That's not how it should stay forever, but that's definitely how it can start. So I really want to normalize that for you. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to share this podcast on social media, of course, and you can always send me an email. And you can always send me an Ask Kate, obviously. Um, these, all these things will be in the show notes um, for you to go ahead and interact with. Um, if you have any comments or questions, um, if you're a night dreamer and what we talked about today didn't cover some of the things that you have to deal with, send me an Ask Kate. Um, you know, let me know and I can we can either talk about it. We can certainly, I am taking clients still. Um, if it's, if you are really nighttime dreamer, we, I am taking new mentorship students. So there's just lots of ways that lots of ways I can help. There's lots of help out there for you. Don't, you don't have to do it alone. Um, I had to deal with a lot of things on my own. And when I got a mentor, I just went light years ahead, which is like two years of mentorship. I went from like, slow, slow, slow torment (laughs) to just like, she catapulted me into like a whole new dimension and reality of understanding. And then yeah, I had to learn new things too. But a lot of the things that you learn, it's like ancient history, you forget um, how hard this was and is sometimes. Okay. So that's the podcast for today. Episode 71, I believe. As I said at the beginning of this podcast, if you want a signed copy of my book, rate and review on my birthday, February twenty eighth, I'll go ahead and send out um, a per, you know just a random reviewer. We'll probably put like them in a little basket and shake it up, and I'll just randomly um, handpick somebody. I'll let you know on the next podcast, and we'll get you a signed copy of my book out. So. Enjoy becoming a day intuitive. Enjoy the peace and sleep that is here for you. In the meantime, I'm thinking about you, and I hope you take care. If you're interested in finding out which is the strongest Claire in you, go to my website at katesaintclaire.com and take the quiz, Which Claire Are You? Until next time, remember... It's your birthright to be guided and be great.